Welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where I teach you how to step into the arena of bigness, all the while creating more joy along the way. That's right. We are capable of reclaiming our power, our purpose, our boldness and bravery, and putting our bigness into the world. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach, who believes in giving you the tools to create a life you really love. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get older. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. So in the last episode, we were talking a lot about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset and how we are all a mixture of both. And that plays out in our lives. And many times that really limits us from being able to really tap into our full potential. And we were also talking about how so much of this mindset work really has to do with our beliefs and the beliefs that we hold about ourselves. And so many people ask me, Kim, what is the difference? What are, what are the things that are really make a person be able to switch from being fixed mindset oriented about something over to a growth mindset. And it's really about that ability to get uncomfortable, to be willing to fail, to take on challenges and not be good at them at first. Um, It is a lot about, you know, perseverance and even understanding what grit is and how, you know, grit comes into play. And when we're talking about grit, I love Angela Duckworks um, work. And I'm actually going to include in the show notes uh, a little TED Talk by Angela Duckworth that I love, which is titled, What is Grit? I think it's 12 minutes long, and it's really interesting to listen to this. And so, you know, to me, Carol Dweck and Angela Duckworth, they, they go hand in hand when they're talking about growth mindset and grit. And what we know is that with the new research we're finding out, you know, in the teaching profession and with students and with understanding the neuroscience of brain, that IQ is not the only difference between the best students and the worst students. And what psychologists are also finding out is that there's one characteristic that is really emerging as a significant predictor of success. And it's not even social intelligence. It's not emotional intelligence. It's not good looks or physical health or IQ. It's actually this word called grit. And I talked about grit a lot in the last episode when we were talking about growth and mindset. Today's episode is brought to you by me and my 90-day Big, Bold, and Brave coaching program, otherwise known as the BBB. This is the 90-day guided journey that unleashes your happiness and helps you fully step in to the arena of bigness. If you're feeling stuck in an action, you're tired of reliving the same year over and over again without getting the results, then it could be time to take a courageous leap. The BBB is a simple framework where I share the nine major shifts I took to step into my bigness one daring day at a time. In the program, I teach you how to create a compelling and clear vision for all areas of your life, how to get crystal clear on what you want, how to understand the law of attraction and become a super manifester, 
and how to know and own your value. If you are looking for the hidden strategies that all successful people know, but for some reason you don't, and you're ready to bust through the plateau in your life, Big, Bold, and Brave, the 90-Day Coaching Program is for you. You can fill out an application at kimstribble.com forward slash apply and be the first to know when we launch the next cohort. And so it's been said, you know, that grit is, um, and I like what Duckworth says. She says, it's like living life, like it's a marathon and not a sprint. But, you know, what really is grit and how can we nurture this in ourselves as adults, as human beings who are wanting to grow ourselves? And certainly, how do we nurture this in our own children and even, you know, in the classroom, if you're a teacher and you're listening to this episode? Um, because I think that if I were to ask you if your kids are really gritty and really resilient, um, most of us, especially if we're in the teaching field, are like, no, students are not gritty. Uh, they are not resilient. They give up as soon as they um, encounter an obstacle. And so what Duckworth says grit is, is that it is passion and perseverance for very long-term goals. She says that grit is having stamina. Grit is sticking with your future day in day out, not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years and working really hard to make that future a reality. And so I love this idea of grit because, you know, one of the things that I know that I teach teachers and also adults is this idea of productive struggle. And to me, productive struggle is one of those terms that we really need to begin to embrace. Um, and, you know, productive struggle is really this idea of growing ourselves, feeling pain, stretching our mental muscles, our emotional muscles, feeling uncomfortable, and continuing with it day in and day out, even though it's not easy. Um, and so when we're thinking of this, you know, I always like to think of productive struggle and I love that Duckworth, um, relates it to a marathon because as you know, I'm a marathon runner and I always tell people, you know, most of us who run a marathon, which is 26.2 miles, when you get to about mile 21 or 22, you know, <laughs> your body basically wants to stop on you, right? You're in severe pain. You don't feel like you can take another step. Um, all you want to do is you want this race to be over. You keep, you say all this nasty stuff in your head. I'm never doing this again. Why would anybody want to do this? Why can't I be like the people in the lawn chairs on the side who are happy and smiling and rooting for me? Why do I have to be the one doing this race? And then you start looking for the mile marker and you're like, where's 21? Where's 21? Where's 21? Where's 21? And then you get to 21 and you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to make it to 22? And I tell people that that's where like productive struggle really starts to um, be the difference in the person who makes it to the end of the marathon and the one who doesn't because productive struggle is really kind of that sweet spot right? Where yes, you're feeling pain. Um, yes, you don't know if your body will take another step, but your mind kind of comes in and says, you know, step, 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 
step or keep working at it, keep working at it, keep working at it, or don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. And and so it's really that idea, productive struggle is that idea of being able to persist in the face of challenge, right? Um, it's that idea of, hey, can you do hard things? Even when you're afraid you're going to fail, even when you know anxiety is going to be high, even when you're not real sure you have the skill set to make it through. And so it's that idea of struggling towards something that is worth it in the end. And so, again, going back to, you know, my marathon um, you know, I tell myself a hundred times from mile 21 to mile 26 that I'm never doing this again. And this is the stupidest thing ever. And why would anybody want to put themselves through this kind of pain and this kind of mental anguish? And I'm so frustrated and I'm honked off and ticked off. And then I finish and I cross the finish line. And, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, yes, Yes, I did it. Yes, I accomplished this. Yes, it was hard. Yes, I'm going to do this again next year. And I think that in today's world, um, our students and our kids and our children, they don't really understand the fulfillment that comes from embracing and doing hard things. And let's be honest, even as adults, it's really hard. We don't like to do hard things. Um, as soon as we encounter an obstacle or a roadblock or a defeat, um, we want to throw the towel in and just give up. And so grit is actually talking about this idea of, you know, it that that seems to be one of the predictors of people who experience high levels of success in their life and those who don't. And so in her book, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, she's really saying like, hey, how can all of us, whether you're a parent or a student or an athlete or an entrepreneur or a business person or a student, um, that the secret to outstanding achievement in your life is not about raw talent, but it's this kind of special blend of passion and perseverance married together that she calls grit. Um, and I have to tell you, you know, Daniel Goleman's research we tend to think that IQ and that kind of intelligence has so much to do with a person's success. But Daniel Goleman's research says that IQ really only has four to 10% to do with a person's career success. And I will tell you just when I think about people that I went to school with. I mean, I went to school with a guy who hated school. He hated academics. He probably struggled in reading. He struggled in math. He struggled in science. Like he was not an academic person at all. But now he is probably a multimillionaire and he runs his own electric company and his own solar division company. And I'm sure it wasn't easy, but I am going to guess that it was his ability to marry that thing that he was very passionate about with the the grit and determination and drive to help him succeed. And so... When we're looking at this, 
you know, I think it's interesting to kind of understand that, again, it's not about being born with a certain set of talents or aptitude or intelligence or skill set, that it's really this idea of grit that seems to be a big determiner in your ability to achieve what you want in this life. And so, you know, she, I know even in her book, she talks about the cadets who are struggling through their first days at West Point Military Academy and that it wasn't the ones that had like the best physical endurance or the best physical shape. And it wasn't the, the, the soldiers who were the ones with the highest IQs that were the ones that made it out of West Point, that it was actually grit, the ones who were gritty that made all the difference in the world. And so, you know, she's really big on this idea of um, using your effort and that we can actually learn how to be gritty. Um, we can learn resilience. We can learn how to do really hard things. Which, you know, if we're going to try to embrace this idea of growth mindset, then we're going to have to develop our skills of grittiness. And so she also talks about the five characteristics of grit. So the first characteristic that Duckworth talks about when it comes to grit is courage. Now, so many times when we think of courage, we think of this idea of physical bravery, but there are many, many different forms that courage takes. And believe it or not, courage is not the absence of fear, okay? Courage is walking through the fear, feeling the fear, and doing it anyway. And examples of courage can be something like following your dreams or launching your own business or signing up for a foreign language class or a watercolor color class, even when you don't believe you have any artistic ability. It might be standing up uh, for what you believe in or stating an unpopular opinion um, and, you know, it, it's doing the right thing sometimes, even though there's easier options. And so grit includes this characteristic of being courageous. Um, you know, sometimes being courageous is having the guts to say no or having the courage to ask for help or having the courage to buy a swimsuit when you haven't been in a swimsuit in 40 years and going to the indoor swimming pool, like I told you about in the last episode, one of my um, participants in my workshop, right? She had never known how to swim and she was 60 years old when she first learned to swim. And so courage is one of the five characteristics when we're talking about grit and grit is what you need in order to embrace this idea of a growth mindset versus staying so steeped in a fixed mindset where you are really limiting your ability to achieve what you want to achieve. The second 
trait that goes along with grit is conscientiousness. And conscientiousness is defined as that personality trait of being thorough, being careful, uh, or being vigilant, right? Being detail-oriented. And conscientiousness really is this idea of the desire to do a task and to do it well, to do it efficiently, to be organized, to not rest until the job is done and it's done right. And this really has to do with having a strong um, moral value system, right? Um, People who want to do the right thing and their opinions and beliefs um, on a particular subject are pretty strong. And so um, a conscientious person is very dedicated to their work. They're very focused, laser focused on their goal. They're very intense and um, conscientious people are the type of people who really stick to their convictions. Um, They have this kind of doggy-eared determination. And I can see where that's kind of just even, you know, played out in my life and in, in, in the world of being in business and having COVID hit and <laughs> knowing that like a million times I wanted to give up, but you know, I am doggedly determined to continue to serve my people and to show up in this way in my business. So if that means that I've had to pivot creatively 54 times, then that's what I'm going to do. The third characteristic of grit is perseverance. And of course, we hear this term all of the time, but what does perseverance really mean? Sorry about that, folks. I'm podcasting with dogs in the house. And so anyways, when we're thinking about perseverance, I want you to think about Winston Churchill, who famously said, if you are going through hell, keep going. Um, And so perseverance is kind of synonymous with pain and suffering. But those with true grit are really able to kind of flip their perspective um, on perseverance. And they view this idea of struggle as kind of a doorway to fulfillment. Just like I was talking to you all about the productive struggle of when I'm participating in a marathon and it's like really working hard and being able to endure pain and struggle because you know in the end it is worth it. And so to persevere really means to start, to begin, and then to continue steadfastly on the path towards any goal you set. And that many, many times, this is the difference between failure and success. So many times we give up on ourselves way too fast. And if you're even going back to three or four podcast episodes where I was talking about working towards achieving a goal and how we sometimes think that needs to be like these massive leaps that we make in our life. But really what it is, is many times we don't reach our goal because we cop out on ourselves too fast. We give up too quickly. And so perseverance is really understanding that you 
are going to work. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint that you will continue to work. You will overcome obstacles. You might feel defeat. You might fall back down, but you will continue to work at this because this is a long-term goal, which means that you better value long-term efforts, right? Which is going to help you cultivate the drive and the sustainability, the passion and the courage and the stamina and the grit. Characteristic number four is resilience. Um, and to me, my 96-year-old grandmother represents resilience to me. And I kind of feel like our grandparents were really resistant because they had to be. They were forced to go through hard times. They didn't have an option out. Most of them were extremely poor. Most of them lived through a World War War or two. Most of them went through the Great Depression. And so like my grandma, Serena, has this crazy mental toughness. I mean, the woman has been confined to her house now for nine months because of COVID. Um, she's maybe left three or four times and she's fine. She's great. She thinks life is good. She gets to watch church on TV every day and she never even knew that was an option before COVID. And so she just kind of has this capacity about her to recover from difficulty. And so when we're talking about resilience, we also know that it's those who are really optimistic who tend to show kind of greater resilience. They approach life with a little bit of a lighter heart or they're able to laugh at themselves or to reframe a situation. Um, they're able to kind of see and understand that this was necessary. It was part of their growth. Um, many times resilient people kind of have a strong moral compass or a strong set of beliefs that really keeps them laser focused on their ability to achieve. And, um, you know, they kind of have this attitude that says, hey, this is hard. This is tough. This is painful. But here's why I'm going to make it out of this. And so that is really resilience. And then the fifth one that she talks about is passion. And passion is that thing, that driving force that creates a really deep sense of purpose. Um, when you have passion, you have a clear sense of your values, your beliefs, how you want to show up in this world, how you want to be seen, how you want to live. Um, and people who are passionate understand that they're going to be imperfect, that this is part of the growing process, but they are so driven by their goals. Um, they are so resilient and so result oriented that they don't let anything stop them. And so that's kind of how I feel about when I am working with women, you know, in my coaching program, um, sometimes it is 
such a series of ups and downs and ups and downs and, you know, peeling the layers away and helping them kind of rebuild this foundation. And to be honest, it's hard work. I tell the women who enter my program all of the time, if you think that I'm going to be your cheerleader and I'm going to talk fluff and just make you feel good about yourself, you're completely wrong because I have never been a cheerleader and I'll never be a cheerleader. I'm a coach. And what that means is, I'm going to do what it takes to get you the results that you're looking for in your life. And I mean, massive results. I mean, completely rebuilding the foundation from which you stand on. And the reason I am so dedicated to that is because I have a passion for helping women step into their bigness. It is one of the things that I think about when I go to bed at night. It's that I think about when I wake up in the morning, because I believe that every woman has the ability to, sorry, there's my dogs again. I believe that every woman has the ability to step into her bigness if she's willing to do the work on herself, which is why we talk a lot about doing the work from the inside out. And so when we're talking about all of these things, we're talking about stretching and effort, right? And what I mean by this is, again, going back to growth mindset, this isn't believing that we can all become anything, that if we just put forth enough effort, if we're just gritty enough, if we're just resilient enough, if we just have enough motivation that, you know, you can become the next, you know, Einstein or Beethoven or Picasso or Oprah Winfrey. But what we do know is that a person's true potential is really unknown and that it's impossible to foresee what we can accomplish when we have passion and courage and resiliency and those five traits that we just talked about. That is when we know, right, that we can create and increase our potential. You know, when I think about productive struggle, when I think about doing hard things, when I think about grit being the determiner, not intelligence and not skill set and not talent, but grit being the determiner between someone who is successful and is able to accomplish their goals and their dreams, um, it really does. I really can understand why it comes back to grit and why it comes back to productive struggle. And I'm not sure if all of you know this, but when you think about Oprah Winfrey, I mean, she was fired from her first TV newsacre job. She was told she was unfit for television. She was told that her grammar was not up to par for being on television. Can you imagine if Oprah had believed what the people at that TV station told her. Instead, she didn't believe them, even though she failed at that job, even though she didn't get that job, she truly stepped into productive struggle and she decided what her potential would be. She grew herself. And it makes me think of the the caterpillar and the butterfly. And I'm going back to my fourth grade teaching days, but you know, we would get these caterpillars with the students and we do this science lesson. And I can't even remember now if it takes 14 days for a caterpillar to turn into a butterfly. But I will tell you, if you've ever watched that process, it is painful. Like the caterpillar as it's like turning into a butterfly in the cocoon it's struggling. It's 
every day it's like making hardly any progress at all and it looks like it's in pain and the caterpillar keeps or the butterfly keeps kind of taking its wings and trying so hard to emerge from the cocoon and you know you want to take like a little pin you want to cut like a little slit in the cocoon you want to free the butterfly or sometimes I even just want to snip off the ends of the cocoon I just want the darn butterfly to be able to get out and to free itself from that suffering but if you jump in and save the butterfly. The butterfly will be born with deformed wings and it will die because the butterfly needed productive struggle in order to grow its wings. And if the caterpillar just chose to stay a caterpillar, if she decided that the chaos of metamorphosis would be too much for her to handle, she would never know what she could become. And that is what I want for all of you. I want you to learn to embrace productive struggle. I want you to understand that if you know, you must do hard things in order to grow yourself. The harder the thing is, the bigger the leap in your life you will make. And I want each and every one of us to grow our wings, to truly peel back the layers and really see that big, beautiful butterfly that is waiting to emerge. And I have to tell you all, it's probably one of the biggest gifts that I receive at the end of my coaching program when I am working with clients, because when they start to work with me at the beginning of the 90 days, and when they finish, I feel like they are not even the same person who entered my program. And what's even more powerful is that the changes are just beginning. Like I revisit them like six months later, a year later, two years later, and I see this massive ripple effect in their life because they learned how to step in to the butterfly. They learned to believe in themselves. They built their confidence levels. They changed their money mindsets. They demanded more out of their relationships. They started their own business. I mean, I'm thinking back to Chris Hammock, um, who just launched her own bookkeeping business. And I know a year ago when I started coaching her, she absolutely did not believe this could work. She didn't believe she'd have the courage to leave her full-time career. She didn't believe she had the gifts to run a business. She didn't believe the clients would find her. And I really worked with her to step into her bigness, to see her value, to build her confidence levels. And I just went to, um, well, I went to her open house a few months ago and I was talking to her in a room and I was like, so Chris, um, you know, you launched this baby two weeks ago. What's your clientele look like? And she goes, Kim, I'm already completely maxed out. Like I can't even take on any more clients. And I was like, girl, I told you, you could do this. I knew you could become the butterfly. And that, my friends, is what I want for each and every one of you. I want you to step into the arena of bigness. I want you to understand that growing yourself from the inside out is so very 
worth it. We did it. Thank you so much for listening in on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm honored to share this space with you, and I hope you keep showing up as the real you in this world. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you.